Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Remember back in like 2009 when guys actually used to take like a Red Bull can and hold it up to their dick for their dick pic or like a fucking remote control? Oh my God. You know, the worst one I feel was when they actually, one guy took like an aerosol can of like like bathroom deodorizer and put it up to his dick. I mean, yeah, the dick was huge, but all I thought about in that photo was a dick and poop. One of the things that we as gay individuals in today's society do constantly on a regular basis and sometimes without even thinking about it is the act of sending back and forth nudes, naked pictures, dick pics, ass pics, and God knows whatever else is floating around in the internet. And if you think about it, how many photos of yourself naked do you think other people have that you didn't even intend on having those photos? It's kind of a crazy thought. But if you're anything like me, which, by the way, I've probably sent out more nudes in my lifetime to really just start my very own fucking OnlyFans, realistically, even though I never will. But truthfully, as I think about this show moving forward and the dynamic of how this show has changed my life in regards to how I now interact in gay hookup culture, I wonder if one day I am to become famous, how many of my nudes will be leaked to the world. So sit back, relax, put on that condom, or pop your prep pill, and let's explore. When guys are talking back and forth on Grinder, and finally one of them says, send nudes. You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast.
Connie Washburn here, and welcome back to the show that asks you to send your nudes, My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's episode, we talk about the act of sending nudes in today's gay society. Like, why we all do it, what's wrong with it, what's so right about it, and are you doing it wrong? And if you are, I'm going to tell you how to fix all of that shit. Bad lighting. We'll talk about how people actually might be judging you based on what's in the background of your nude. How people actually might be recycling your nudes all around the world without you even knowing it. And have you ever found yourself on some sort of website or blog or anything and said, holy shit, that is my ass. And on this week's Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked the actual question. If you had any advice to give based on your history with sending and receiving nudes, what would the advice be about sending nudes and why? And the answers this week are really... (laughs) fucking eye-opening, I must say. It's so crazy to get all these different answers. It's so much fun, and I can't wait to dive in to all of your answers this week. But first, before we actually zip down our pants, whip out our dick, and realize that the lighting is just absolutely awful, but that guy's waiting to see your dick right in this moment. And what do you do? First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, God, what the fuck was I trying to say there? What a fucking mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. And this week, just a couple points from last week's episode that I needed to just kind of clarify a little bit. So last week we talked about what is your most sexually awkward sexual experiences of all time. And I went over just a few different scenarios in my life that I have been through that are just that sexually awkward. And honestly, you guys, probably one of the quickest and highest performing episodes out there. Probably not the highest, but one of the quickest moving episodes, which means there's something about it that you guys just couldn't get enough of. So if you haven't yet, go back through and give it a listen. But two of the stories I touched on, the first was the actual uh, party that I went to where it was like a circle jerk party is what I kind of called it. It wasn't really called that, but I just wanted to clarify a little bit because it got a couple people who were like, what the fuck kind of party is that? It wasn't an actual sex party. So in fact, this actual person, he 
when he sent out the invite, there was a very elaborate list of instructions of things that you were allowed to do and things that you were not allowed to do. So I don't really even fucking know what or why this was, <laughs> to be honest. And as I mentioned in the episode, the only reason why I went at the time was because I was writing for the Gay Walk of Shame blog. And I actually thought it was like my Carrie Bradshaw moment where it was something interesting that I could write about. But in reality, it did end up being just that, like one of the most sexually awkward experiences of my life. But the rules actually dictated that you were supposed to walk in to the house, check in with the door guy. There was a room where you actually had to like strip down to the nude, put all your clothes on the bed in this room in a pile and they would be kept like kind of in order so that you could just take them and leave as you left. But you were so you basically were supposed to just show up to the living room where there were several chairs placed in like a circle with a bunch of plastic down in the living room, which I kind of found a little bizarre. But some of the rules were that you were not to touch anyone. There was no sex. It was just simply everybody sat in this circle like a fucking AA meeting and just looked at each other and moaned and jerked off. And you guys, I just have to say, I went in thinking that it would be kind of an interesting situation to evaluate. But what really happened was I kind of walked out of it like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just do? That was like the most bizarre thing ever. And again, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum if that's your fetish or your thing and you simply want to jerk off in a circle in front of people live and not touch anyone, then God bless you. (laughs) God, yeah, it was really very that. It was very weird. Would I do it again? Probably not, just for the record. (laughs) So I just want to clarify, it was very, like, there were very specific rules. No, it wasn't a sex party. It literally, like, you walked in, got naked, sat in a circle, and looked each other in the eyes and like watched everybody's fucking cum face, really. (laughs) And then the other story I told about when I spilled poppers on my side, I just wanted to clarify a little bit because basically what happened was, you guys, I was so blacked out, wasted this night that I just want to make it very clear that when I laid the bottle of poppers down next to me, like on my side as I passed out and that guy that I fucked, like made for the door and left all awkwardly, The actual solution was legitimately like searing into my skin as I slept. So just for the record, that's how fucked up I actually was, was the fact that I actually slept through the popper's fluid searing into my skin and created an open wound that was like the size of a fucking large orange. And it was awful. Like, I bandaged it up for, like, you know, the beginning part of the healing process. But after a while, I think I was a little premature in taking the bandage off. And like I had mentioned in the episode, I actually started putting underwear back on because it was, like, right at my underwear line. And there was a moment where I had to actually use the restroom. And when I went to pull my underwear down, I found that the healing, scabby situation that was happening on my side had, like intertwined with my underwear and the only way that I was able to actually take off my underwear was to wait for it rip off the almost fully formed healing scab and I have to say 
probably one of the most excruciatingly painful things that I've ever endured in my life. So my little My Gay Expose PSA to you and the world this week is, if you're going to get shit-faced, blacked out, wasted, and have sex with a guy and have poppers, make sure that before you pass out, you tighten the lid and put it back on your nightstand. <laughs> Take it from me firsthand. It was literally very that. Like, and like I said in the episode, I like looked at myself in the mirror that morning and was like, like, what the fuck is actually wrong with you? Why would you uh, get that fucked up that you just literally have this like fucking goddamn open wound in your side? <laughs> oh my God, such a mess. And last but most, certainly not least, I know I've mentioned a few times on the show. For season three, I'm trying to collect as many messages as possible from the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. So call in and tell me your gay expose on really anything that you think I need to know and that I can reveal on the show. You guys, I've gotten some messages already. I'm so excited to do this new segment. So what are you waiting for? Call in now and leave a message. 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in and tell me your gay expose for season three coming soon. And really quick before we segue into the rest of this week's episode, I just want to remind everybody that as we finish up the tail end of season two, like literally we're mere episodes away from the launch of season three, I will be throwing together a little My Gay Expose podcast re-expose Q&A episode just like I did last year at the tail end of season one. So, Go back into the archives of season two. Ask me a question about any of the shit that I revealed on this season, and I will answer them live in the episode. So go to any one of the socials. Go to Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Send me a DM. Ask me a question, and I will do my very best to answer as many as possible for the episode. So submit all of those now. I'm already in the planning stages for this episode, and I'll be dropping hints on all of the socials, so get your shit in, and if you actually just want to leave a fucking message, by all means, once again, call the My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401, and I will answer all, well, most of your questions for this episode. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have an unsolicited dick pic themed undertone, first, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners. If you had to give any advice on sending nudes, what would it be? 
So let's get those responses now. Michael says, be weary of what someone might see in the background of your nude. <laughs> this is actually something that we will be tackling very heavily in the My Gay Expose portion of this week's episode. What the fuck is that in your fucking background? Pile of laundry, garbage. I mean, that shit in itself says it all. Hamish says, Send a funny gif with the word nude. Monish says, cut off your face from the photo. Abraham said, the three H's, headless, hairless, and hot. Sergio says, whoever asks for them first, sends first. <laughs> Well, you know, honestly, in my case specifically, I usually just get them like out of nowhere. And then I'm like, oh shit, that's hot. And then they're like, and you? <laughs> so really what we're learning here is they just wanted my nudes in the first place. And truthfully, this is the best, best way to get them is that if you want them, you got to show me your shit first. So I agree, Sergio. I agree. Walter says, don't show your face or... Your tattoos. <laughs> I actually like it when they show their face as well as their tattoos. Tattoos, to me, are fucking hot. Especially if they're actually sending you a nude and there's a tattoo within any sort of the vicinity of the dick or the ass. That is like times 10 points for me. Matthew says, don't do it. Oh, God. You know, you always have that one friend in your life that kind of keeps you grounded. You might consider them kind of a prude, but really, they are that voice of reason that's ringing in the back of your mind each time you make a terrible sexual decision. Well, that's my friend, Matthew, for sure. And it is actually really great to have these people in your life. That is my advice <laughs> to you, because trust me, I have done far too much bullshit to have this person in my life, but yet for some reason, he's still hanging around and I don't know why. <laughs> Helen says, don't. Dorinda said, don't. Lori says, don't do it. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, the girl answers this week seem to be a little in sync. Also with Matthew, <laughs> who happens to be the gay voice of reason that we all need in our lives and sometimes refuse to listen to, or more often than not, refuse to listen to. Kevin says, I prefer a side-angled dick versus the more common top visual of the dick. I just don't know why, but there's just something about the look of the dick from the side that makes me far more horny than anything else ever. Also, holding the dick with your hand at the base is just so beyond overdone. 
I actually kind of agree. I think that is probably the most common dick pic, don't you think? The holding the hand to the dick. By the way, we'll get into that further in the episode as well. Daniel said, angles, 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 and lighting. Good Lord, the lighting. It's not that hard. My rule is if it doesn't make it look good, then take it until it does. And for fuck's sake, no grainy looking old photos. <laughs> this is honestly probably my favorite answer of the week. And honestly, I'm reading it right at this moment and he's bubbling me. So hold on. Let's see what he has to say next. Waiting, waiting. The anticipation is just absolutely killing me. God, she must be typing out a whole hell of a lot. Also, just donated to your AIDS Life Cycle campaign. Yay! Woo! Unrelated. But folks, if you haven't yet, go to my website at RonnieWashburn.com and click the AIDS Life Cycle tab and donate, donate, donate. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thanks, girl. Love you to pieces. So take Daniel's advice. Do all the things he said about the angles and the lighting and also donate to my AIDS life cycle. Kyle says, if you're going to spread your cheeks for a nude, just make sure first that the area by your hole slash hair region within your hole is free from any excess debris. <laughs> and then he continues, and yes, I have received a photo with said debris. Nico says, don't show your face. Hmm. You know, now that I think about it, I've never actually thought about this before, but I've received many nudes without a face, but also I've received so many nudes with a face. Maybe this is another one of those weird, like, comfortable gay San Francisco bubble type situations where guys here are just so comfortable with the grinder slash nude exchange situation that it's just a normal thing. What do you guys think? Do you get face nudes often? I need to know. Peter says, if I'm looking at a photo of your dick and I'm seeing some really bad furniture in the background, I'm judging you based on your furniture before I'm judging you based on your dick. <laughs> Roberto says, fuck the ass pics and the dick pics by themselves. Everybody sends that. I want to see some penetration nudes. Oh my God, if you guys knew this bitch, you would be laughing right alongside me. She is that extreme. Truthfully, I'm not opposed to penetration nudes. I remember when I first started getting them like super early on in the newness of my, you know, gayness. And I was just like, oh, wow. Okay. They kind of freaked me out. But now, now I can't get enough. Send me your penetration nudes as well. Marvin says, and he actually sent like 12 texts, so I'm just going to give you the ones. <laughs> oh, love. It. I actually love it because he does have so much personality. It's cute, but like I, I have to like sift through the ones that are pertinent for this 
moment in time. First off, he put any guy that is asking for nudes without even having a profile photo really has some fucking nerve. Totally agree. And then he said down here, uh, let's see. Oh, he talks about like how Scruff, for example, has changed so that it you can't screenshot some of the nudes. So in other words, if you try to screenshot nude photos that are like showcased to you, it just screenshots with the Scruff logo. So you actually can't do that any longer, which are good for these quote collectors, unquote, like nude collectors that he's kind of talking about throughout all the texts that he's sending me here. So this is actually a pretty important piece of information because there are those nude collectors out there, which will be covered in this my gay expose portion of the episode this week. We'll talk about this pretty extensively. So honestly, there's a lot of good information here. And he don't want to show me a little. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Well, long story short, Marvin has a whole hell of a lot to say about this topic. And honestly, Marvin, I want to thank you from the bottom of my gay little black heart for being the very first person for the very first time in my gay expose podcast history and this your gay expose segment that has sent so much information that I actually have to like summarize. <laughs> Thanks for keeping it fresh and new. Michael number two says, if you're uncut, make sure that your dick pic has some of the foreskin half on the head and half not because that is so hot. <laughs> this is so funny. This is actually my favorite thing ever. So Michael number two and I have, have actually had this conversation face-to-face -face a few times that we both share the common love for the uncut dick. And honestly, those half on foreskin over the head, half off the foreskin over the head situations are just the absolute fucking hottest of all time. And if you're going to send that, just just send all of those to me. Justin said, just be careful when you're young because you never know if you get famous or if you have to run for public office, how that will come to bite you back in the ass. <laughs> you know, this is actually kind of an interesting point because I have often wondered if one day I do become famous this will come back to bite me in the ass. But, you know, honestly, like, listen along to this fucking show. I, like, wholeheartedly just don't even give a shit. Like, all of my shit legitimately is out on the fucking table. Like, there's really nothing worse that anyone could do to me if I were to become famous. And honestly, I've tried to Google my name with the word nudes. It's kind of like that whole Moira Rose dynamic. It's like... No, my nudes haven't leaked publicly just yet, but like, how do I get my nudes to leak publicly? Does anybody know? <laughs> I kind of want them to. <laughs> ben says, if your dick actually looks like a gremlin or a monster or one of those gross looking fishes that lives in the black part of the undersea, then maybe you should just send your ass instead. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> there are some really fucking ugly dicks out there, though. For real. For real. He's not wrong. Leo said, 
If you think after taking that photo and you're looking at it before you send it to someone that it might need a filter, and then it probably does need a filter. So put on that fucking filter. Robert says, use a ring light and have somebody take them for you as well. <laughs> so this is actually kind of a funny story. This is my most recent ex and actually, um, I actually kind of stole his ring light and truthfully, I'm not giving it back. And he doesn't really care because he's not using it any longer. However, there was one day he was over at my house post breakup and I actually said, hey, so I have to start taking nudes again because I'm single. Like, here's the ring light. Will you just take them for me? <laughs> oh, this is the dynamic of our current relationship. <laughs> God. You guys, you, I have to say, one of my favorite parts about this fucking show is getting all of your answers for this segment each week. And this week, it was so much fucking fun to get all of these answers that really, once again, are just one big giant clusterfuck of answers that are really just all over the place. But truthfully, for the first time in your gay expose segment history, most of the answers do actually coincide with what I'm about to talk about. And we'll get just a little bit more in depth on those points in the segment right now. But just remember, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And just remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose that just so happens to be that nude photo that you've been waiting for for so long now. All right, you guys, listen. I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I, I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. As we all, as gay individuals, continue to maneuver through this entire gay hookup culture journey, one of the things that we commonly do without even thinking about it sometimes is actually sending back and forth each of our nudes. And you guys, think about it like this. Think about where you are in your life right now in this moment. And think about when you first started 
hooking up in gay society. How long ago was that? For me, it's been a very, very fucking long time now. And I can't tell you how many nudes that I've sent in my lifetime. Like, I couldn't even tell you. There's no fucking way of ever knowing. And honestly, I'm definitely one of those iPhone users that sometimes when I get a new phone, I just don't back up my old information. And so who knows how many of those old nudes that I just don't even remember about because not only has it been so long, but also, I mean, let's just face it. How many times have you been on all fours, put your head like on your bed, like holding yourself up with your head, held your arm up over your back, trying to get that perfect angle on your ass as you spread your cheeks wide. And if anyone else in this world was standing there watching you trying to get that perfect angle on your ass, they would be laughing the fuck out of you. But sometimes, you guys, those are like the actual best outcomes in regards to what an actual nude ends up looking like. But here's the thing. I feel so very fervently when it comes to getting and receiving nudes that from an artistic standpoint or a photographer's standpoint or just a anyone who actually has fucking taste, you can tell right off the bat when a guy is the worst at taking their own fucking nudes. And sometimes you actually look at these things and think to yourself, what the fuck were they thinking? And think about it. Those terrible nudes that maybe you took in like 2009, 2010 are probably floating around somewhere on someone's fucking porn site, internet, blog, whatever the fuck. It's probably out there. As I've stated so many times on this show, I actually think I brought it up a couple times, but I did in fact about five years ago come across one of my own nudes on some random person's like Tumblr profile. Remember Tumblr? <laughs> I know th- I know the kids out there probably don't have any fucking clue what Tumblr even is because let's just face it. When Tumblr made the announcement several years back that they were getting rid of all their porn, I think the rest of the world did just exactly like what I did and said fuck it. What's the point of even having a Tumblr if I can't like scroll through and just have like the most amazing jerk off session. It was honestly, it was honestly like playing Wheel of Fortune because every time you'd open a photo, it would segue into something else and something else and something else. And before you knew it, you were down the biggest fucking like porn K-hole of your life and just jerking it off. And it was pretty much my favorite way to sort of have a random and spontaneous jerk off session. But Tumblr is no more. And even though Tumblr is no more, that doesn't mean that you're not going to find your nude out there somewhere in the world. I'm reminded of this one moment where I actually, this was back when I was living in Sacramento, there was this guy that was hitting me up on Grindr, and we actually became friends after we hooked up a few times, but we were just hooking up a few times. I don't really know where either one of us thought it was going, but... We would like, I would go over to his house, we would have sex, and and then we would go have breakfast the next day and shit. It was kind of weird, but, you know, it ended up fizzling out and we just kind of became friends and it was just as simple as that. But when he first tried to entice me over 
to his place for a fuck, he sent me this dick pic, which was very distinct. And honestly, you guys, he was Asian and his dick was enormous. Not to say that Asians don't have big dicks, but that's actually an important piece of information that you'll find out why I'm even saying that in the first place later on in this story. So remember, he's Asian with a huge dick. So I, of course, went over to his place. We had a nice hot fuck. And honestly, we did it so many times. I think we probably did it about six times, I want to say, before we kind of like it sort of just tapered off and we just started communicating back and forth simply as friends, which honestly is really just the entire dynamic of gay culture in itself, don't you think? I mean, listen, <laughs> if I had a dime for how many of my current close friends that I've had sex with first and then somehow segued into friendship, then I'd fucking be a millionaire and I wouldn't be working right now. So there's that. But one day, months after these multiple rendezvous with said friend, this random dude on Grinder was hitting me up and wanting me to come fuck him. So he wanted nudes. So of course, I just fed into it and he was a cute Asian boy. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Sent him my nudes. And when I got his nudes, you guys, to my complete and total shock, it was none other than this foresaid friend's dick pic that he had originally sent me. And the only reason why I knew it was his dick was A, I mean, the fact that he had sent that photo to me before and his, his dick was so big and very distinct in the way that it looked. I, I just knew. But also, it was his comforter. His comforter was in the photo. It was the same fucking photo with him laying in bed with the comforter below his balls. And he was shooting that dick pic. And it was the exact same fucking comforter. I just knew it was the same photo. So once the guy sent me this fake nude that he was trying to make me think was his, I simply replied with, oh, okay, so is this your dick? And he was like, yeah, of course it's my dick. What do you mean? And then I replied with, well, I've actually seen this dick before and I've never seen your dick. So I'm just asking if this is your dick. And he's like, what do you mean? I mean, you may have seen it online. And I was like, no, I've actually had this dick deep within my ass. And by the way, you and I, we've never had sex. That I know for sure. So I'm pretty confident that this actually is not your dick. And he actually kept fighting me on it. And so I actually called my friend and was like, hey, listen, this guy is using your dick to entice people in for sex, just so you know. So just maybe be a little bit more careful with, like, you know, who you send your nudes to. So it turns out, ironically, you guys, that another friend of mine actually knew someone who had interacted with this same individual who was catfishing with my other friend's dick. And I guess when he had gotten to the guy's place, he had, like, the tiniest dick ever. And when he confronted him and said, hey, you showed me fake photos of a dick... The Asian boy said, well, Asian guys have small dicks and this Asian had a big dick. So I needed to prove that Asians didn't have small dicks, which we all know, you guys, I've talked about this shit so many times on this show. I have had far more big dicked Asians than I have 
smaller. Let's just be honest with ourselves. That is a stereotype that is most definitely not fact. So I don't really know where this little catfish boy was going with shit, but at the end of all of it, he was being that stereotypical person in the grinder world that was actually being a catfish instead of actually trying to get what it is that he wanted, which I guess was sex. But that's what you deserve when you fucking lie. <laughs> okay, so back to my friend who had his nude stolen. And he was just like, he was grateful and thankful and like shocked and like, what the fuck and whatever. But here's the thing, you guys. We don't know whether this guy that sent me my friend's dick pic actually got it from my friend. We don't know that for sure. I mean, maybe he did, but maybe he didn't. Who knows how many people are, as Marvin stated in the Your Gay Expose segment, collecting photos and recycling your nudes. I mean, the more I think about it, you guys, literally... I probably have enough nudes floating around in the My Gay Expose podcast world to, like, compile my own fucking only fucking fans. <laughs> I mean, that, and that's just the gay world that we live in. But as I sit here in this moment, as the show continues to grow and flourish and bloom and blossom, and I'm getting so much more attention, I'm finding it so much more work to actually figure out and maneuver through sending nudes, navigating through gay hookup culture, etc. It's just not as easy as it once was because now people, they kind of know about the show and I don't really know what their full-on intentions are because you never know when someone will do just like what happened to my friend here where somebody else is showing, unbeknownst to him, somebody else is nudes and he doesn't know that I know that it's not his dick. But how many situations do you actually think is happening out there in this world that you don't know about and it could be happening to you? It's so fucking crazy. I, I mean, listen, here's the other thing that's kind of nuts as well is like, I don't really know if you guys are familiar, which I'm sure if you're gay, you probably are, but Grinder recently kind of let up on their um restrictions for their like actual full-on profile photos so in other words before you would get denied for like even an underwear photo like I remember in the past I actually tried to post a photo of myself in like a swimsuit like at a pool but it wouldn't let me it denied it and this was years ago but recently they're just letting people do the nude thing like I know ass is okay. Like you can't actually be spread open and you can't obviously show any balls or dick or anything like that, but you actually have full on ass. And honestly, like going onto my fucking grinder grid these days and just seeing ass after ass after ass after ass is just, it blows my mind how many of you out there in San Francisco are just complete and total sluts. <laughs> and I kind of love it to be honest, but here's the thing. Even though most of those photos don't have faces attached to them, you never know how these people can get those photos. And I know a lot of the apps 
you know, kind of what we were saying before, somebody mentioned in the Your Gay Expose segment as well, that you actually can't screenshot any longer on such apps as like Scruff or Jacked or any of those apps because they're trying to like protect people's privacy. I'm sure it has more to do with the fact that people are getting sued and people are starting to find their nudes just like fluctuating around the internet, etc. But honestly, at the end of all of it, rest assured that at least one, if not more, of your nudes are out there. So on that note, since your nudes are out there for the world to see, let me go over just a few things that I feel everybody should just fucking pay a little bit more attention to when they take nudes to send to anyone else out there in the My Gay Expose podcast world. First of all, let's just say this. If you're going to take a fucking nude, can you just like fucking look it over before you send it out to someone? For fuck's sake. This is where it just goes to that place where you just sort of start to judge the person and know that there's probably not quite something right upstairs with certain people in regards to the nudes that they provide you. I mean, some of them are like mentioned before. The lighting, the angles. Like, it's just they're bad. And I've actually had some dick pics sent my way. And I'm just like, you just look at it and you're like, why does this person actually think that that's hot? Like, I don't, that is the ugliest fucking dick I've ever seen. Like, I remember one specifically, this guy sent me a bunch of dick pics and they really just all look the same. And he was just like flaccid. No, no, no flaccid dicks. Unless you have the most beautiful, juicy dick of all time, flaccid, that's the only exception, but most people do not. And so therefore, if you're going to send me a fucking dick pic, that shit better be rock hard. But speaking of a rock hard dick, how many times do we have to talk about the dick to hand size ratio? So if you're anything like me and are like critiquing the fuck out of nudes, when you use your hand to hold up your hard dick, it's a very easy telltale that you can rest assured that you just know based on the size of the guy's hand who is holding it at his base and the size of his dick that even though maybe the dick does look big, if you look at the hand, you can pretty much gauge exactly how big that dick is based on the dick to hand size ratio. This is something one of my closest friends and I have critiqued and really just nailed down to a fucking art. You can just look at a fucking dick pic and the hand and just know, like we, we both look, we'll look at each other and be like six. <laughs> like we just fucking know. So if you're trying to hold your dick up with your hand, thinking that somehow that's going to like trick people into thinking that your dick is somehow bigger I'm here to tell you, get the hand shit down, because if you're doing it wrong, chances are there are people out there just like me who are evaluating the actual fuck out of your photo. And speaking of hands and evaluating the actual fuck out of your photo, if you're going to use your hand, you guys, for fuck's sake, clean underneath your fucking fingernails. Clean underneath your fingernails. There's no reason that you should be sending me a dick pic with dirty fingernails. If you send me a, d a dick pic with dirty fingernails, 
then I'm just going to assume that the rest of you is just equally as disgusting and dirty. And I've already just pictured your house to be like the biggest trash heap of all time. And that is the biggest fucking turnoff of all time. Clean under your fingernails before you send a dick pic with your hand. Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. I don't know how many times I've seen this. It's like crazy. It's crazy. And speaking of terrible dick pic photos that are taken and sent, pay attention to what is in the goddamn background. You guys, piles of laundry, garbage thrown on the floor, just dirty, crumpled up, unmade bed. Like, get the fuck out of here. Listen, if you're going to go through the motions of sending a nude, a dick pic, whatever, you need to make sure that the background that you're sending it on is acceptable. I am not going to come over and fuck you if you have a dirty pile of laundry in the background of your nude, period. (laughs) Oh my God. And that leads us to the last point in perfecting your specific dick pic, for example. So many guys out there use fucking Photoshop. Now listen, I know that Britney Spears has been getting a lot of shit online lately for actually posting photos where she's clearly cinched her waist into a place where I don't even think she fucking realizes that the background behind her is like caving in. And you can just see that the fucking door frame behind her is like clearly like not in the structure space that it's supposed to be. It's coming in. It's sinking in. It doesn't even fucking... And she's done this so many times, you guys. And we all know that she's fucking making herself look a little bit more skinny than she actually is in real life. But you know what, you guys? Believe it or not, people actually fucking do this shit with their dick pics. You didn't hear me wrong. People actually Photoshop the thickness of their dick pics and don't pay any attention to what's happening in the background. And you can clearly see all of it. You guys, listen, I am gay enough to know that when you send a nude, a dick pic, whatever, I'm looking at everything else besides the dick as well as the dick. So just keep that in mind if you're planning on sending any of your nudes moving forward. (laughs) It's not fucking hard. Just like Daniel said in the Your Gay Expose segment, angles, 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 and lighting, Get the lighting shit together. The shit in the background? Fuck all of the shit in the background. Get yourself to a place where all you see is a pristine and clean background and one big, giant, juicy dick. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot. We learned that uh, people are actually looking at more than just your dick in a photo, just for the record. And the same goes for your ass photos as well. There might be something there that maybe 
you're not seeing. So pay attention and proof, like read, so to speak, your actual fucking nudes before you send them out to the world because also you never know what of your nudes are actually floating around in the gay universe online, on a blog, on a website, or just somebody's actually using them as their own to fool others to go in for the kill. So at any rate, just make sure if you send nudes, be careful. And if you don't want your nudes floating out there, then actually go onto one of the safeguard apps such as Scruff, such as Jacked, where they actually make it so that nobody can screenshot it. And just be weary of those who try to catfish with other people's nudes because I've seen it firsthand. And honestly, I really want to know more about what your take on the entire topic of nudes actually is. So give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Give me a call, leave a message, and tell me your take on what it means to you to send and receive nudes or what your experience has been. Fun story. I can't get enough. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and give me a fucking five-star rating. Follow on Spotify and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. And if you follow on Google Podcasts, I'm sorry. (laughs) Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out my website, which includes my blog, A Gay in the Life of Ronnie, as well as all of my other written work at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I, Washburn.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will share my needs with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.